Hi there, and welcome to the Skylight Books author reading series. You can find out about this and all of our author events at www.skylightbooks.com. At our website, you can also browse our inventory as well as order books online. And don't be afraid to follow us on Twitter or even be our friend at facebook.com. If you'd like to talk to a real person, we can be reached at 323-660-1175. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Um, right now, we are, are so happy to have these guys here because they're just, you know, they're real terrific, you know, just like these terrific guys. Um, uh, Eli Horowitz and uh, Mac Barnett, so please welcome them. All right, good evening, everybody. How's it going? Uh, my name is Mac Barnett. I'm Eli Horowitz. There we go. And we are here from the Roy Dodge Junior Deducers, which I'm sure, as everyone here knows, is the nation's foremost recruitment organization for amateur sleuths. Now, we assume... Oh, Eli, yes? Well, I just had a question. Sure. All right, come on. Questions are welcome at any time. Amateur sleuths. Yes. Isn't that kind of lame? I came here right. to make some money. Okay, see, now, just because you're an amateur doesn't mean that you don't make money. I think it technically means that. Technically, that is exactly what that means. However, tonight, throwing it out the window because we are here to make you rich. Thank you. That if I can just freeze it for a second. There's yeah. going to be several times in this occasion tonight when uh, you're not required to applaud no, no. at all. You're not even encouraged to applaud. All we're it would be nice. It would be nice. You know, all we're encouraging is if you want to applaud, feel free. Absolutely. So if somebody said something like, tonight we are here to make you rich. Something and I'm glad that not all of you have Not all of them felt like it because that some people are like, you know, and that they're grounded and not also Most money is not always everything. Some people, it is. Literature. Now. Continue. We want to talk to you, uh, and, and I'll tell you that tonight we are going to tell you a lot of unbelievable things. However, there is one thing you must believe is true, and it is this. Even Excuse now. Me. Yes. Can I just interject okay. again? Questions at any time. At other times tonight, you may hear something that's surprising, unexpected. Again, react any way you want. A common human way to respond to that is a sudden intake of breath, a sort of a, ah, one of those things, or however yeah. you do it. Yeah, a girly gasp, oh, I think that's what that's called. Or, you know, Yeah, again, absolutely. Girly's a loaded term. Well, absolutely, yeah, that's good. Feminine. Feminine. Anywho, continue. Even now, as we speak, there are real emeralds buried in the ground across the United States of America, and they belong to whoever gets there first. Whoa, somebody, somebody became a man tonight. Was, yeah, was, that was really... I'm glad to share Absolutely, nobody else. Was, if we could just back up yes, for a second. Yes, absolutely, man. Eli, yes. Are you saying you imagined some emeralds? No. And then you pretended... Wrong. ...to bury them... No. ...in some make-believe dirt? No, that's not what I'm saying. Then let me back up. Okay. You had a fantasy... No. ...in which you rode on a unicorn... Incorrect. And then made some emeralds out of maybe um, a marker and False. some tin foil, no. and then as a kind of a summer camp activity, nope. pretended to not bury them, not underground. Wrong. Are you telling me? Yes. 
Real emeralds. Yes. Really buried. Yes. In real dirt. Yes, that is what I'm telling you. Okay. Oh wow. I feel like it. I feel like it. This is gonna be good on the podcast. That noise. Absolutely. All right. So. Uh, I want to tell you guys about a legendary clock. I'm sure everybody here has actually heard of it. It's very famous. It's called the Emerald Chronicer. Probably the most famous cursed clock that's available uh, for, for stealing or cursing. And as you can see it uh, behind me, it is very lovely. Now, I'm sure everybody's eyes immediately just went to that 12 because that is, in fact, I mean, it's a gorgeous number. I mean, just look at that. Eli? Thanks, Mac. I'm uh, just wondering what's going on with this slide. The Emerald Chronicer. Right, I said. So give me a slide with the Emerald Chronicer. Emerald Chronicer. Right, I see the words, the Emerald Chronicer. I meant, like, give me a slide with a picture. Photo not available. Right, photo not available. The so what happened with the that? The photograph was not available. So did you just, like, Google image search? I, that what yes. Yeah, that several, would several pages. And then we go a little deeper. And LexisNexis. You know, I just... It's just embarrassing because I had this line where I was going to say, look at this beautiful object and point behind me. You know, like, I, I wrote and this ahead of time. And you just need... That's all you want. Just to well, I just... Well, I mean, it's embarrassing. So I look at this beautiful object. Is that? That works. That works. Okay, so if everybody would just pretend that this is the Emerald Chronicer, a priceless cursed clock, uh, the 12 would be right here. Kind of uh, Richard Gere would be wearing it as a, as a tiara or maybe even a, uh, a Rambo bandana. Uh, the seven, actually, also very lovely over here by his right dimple. If you thought, I know a lot of people say there's nothing. If I saw Richard Gere, my eye would go right to that right dimple because it is, is, is lovely. It's spellbinding. But, however... If he had a, a number seven uh, be encrusted with emeralds, <laughs> you'd be looking at that, absolutely. You know what, maybe we should just show them the that video. Might, I think, that you might know, help. Andy, does anybody here have Discovery uh, 6? It's, uh, it's available with some extended cable packages. And uh, any, no, no? Anybody seen the show Mystery History? Any Mystery History any fans? Ken, Ken Burns fans? Anybody? National Parks. Ken Burns was a special panning consultant. Just on he, they Mr. just History. brought him into pan just and scan pan on this. Scan. It was a great show. It went off the air. The letter writing campaign uh, did not work, but we found. I mean, probably what is the best and most famous episode of Mystery History, which is actually about this clock. So this might uh, help illuminate the legend of the Emerald Chronicer. The Emerald Chronicer, legendary clock and priceless treasure. But do those ancient gears carry a timeless curse? The history of the Chronicer is shrouded in mystery, cloaked in shadows and wrapped in centuries of thievery and deceit. The clock itself has never been photographed and rarely even seen. The little information that does exist has been pieced together from unreliable underworld sources. The clock is believed to have been constructed by the pirate Friendly Jerome, the scourge of the ancient seas. Legend has it that each time Jerome pillaged a city, he would take a single number from the city's grandest clock. Friendly Jerome looted 12 cities in 12 foreign lands until he had 12 numbers. Each number was jewel-studded. Each was unique. And each was a masterpiece. The 11, plucked from a kingdom of tree dwellers. The 5, a sliver of unstained glass. The 6, 
Stripped from the sick sheik's six son's shoe, the twelve was the finest of them all, encrusted with emeralds and precious metals, stolen from the bowels of a pharaoh's tomb. And then, the curse. Basically, nobody can hold on to this clock. Okay? Nobody can hold on to the clock. The very night that Jerome installed it in the cabin, it was stolen by a group of assassins. Assassins. A week later, from the assassins, it was stolen. This happens again and again, repeatedly. The cycle continues. Stolen, 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 stolen. It's a curse. It's cursed. It's a damn curse. The Chronicer briefly resurfaced in 1937 when it fell out of a handbag on the deck of this boat bound for New York City. The list of rumored owners reads like a who's who of American power. However many hands the clock slipped through, it is now believed to be in the possession of Bevel Turnkey, owner and penthouse resident of the Turnkey Tower. Will Turnkey fall prey to the curse? Or is there not even a curse at all? Just bad luck and sloppy security. The mere idea of a cursed clock is preposterous. Um, I think the main problem here is that people tend to confuse correlation with causality. These people are highly naive. But others disagree. No, the clock is definitely cursed. Totally. It is totally cursed. Definitely. The controversy rages on. One thing is for certain. Cursed or not, no treasure hunter has been able to resist the call of the Emerald Chronicer. Even a single digit from its face could set off a chase not seen since the days of Cannonball Run 2. Only time can tell. And only a clock can tell the time. What a, what a show! I, mystery history is that's gonna that is gonna look great on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that that was mystery history. Now that, that was an old program. That was uh, that was back in 2007. That was aired that time in the hands of Bevel Turnkey. However, I have some surprising news for everybody. It may even shock you. It may or not. Yeah. Probably not. The Emerald Chronicer has been stolen. <laughs> yeah, there were people were very. There were, I know, I know, right? I had heard this about twenty or thirty. I didn't think I'd be shocked. Still, I know. A uh, so, so let, let's talk a little bit. Walk you through this crime because it is as yet unsolved. Uh, the first question, of course, is where? Where did this happen? Here we have a we have a view of the city. Yeah, could you could you zoom in on this clock tower right here? Okay, yeah, yeah, just right here, if you could. Uh, yeah, let me just see plus plus this. Yep. Oh, all right. Oh, all right. There we yeah. go. Yeah, that was good. Okay. So there it is, the Turnkey Towers. Also, the cover of our book, Clock Without a Face, available here tonight, 1995. Uh, however, uh, 
Let's go inside. Let's go. Yes. All right. The penthouse. The this, penthouse. The scene of the crime. Eli, can you walk us yeah, through this? I, I know you studied. I can do this. I've yeah, spent absolutely. hours. Yes. Literally hours. I know. At this single image. Um, we believe the thief, you may notice here, I wish I had a laser pointer, but I'll just use a physical pointer finger. And uh, we believe the thief came in through this rope, through the bathroom window, entered the shower, washed, rinsed. Did not repeat. No time, folks. Yeah. This thief was on a mission. Exited the bathroom, circled around this obelisk, went into this zone over. Okay, let's zoom in. That's okay. Oh, oh. Walked past that four-headed naga, past the jade warrior, past that little pink painting that's probably priceless. Priceless. Because it's alliterative. <laughs> Kept going past these blue things that aren't as shiny. I don't know expensive. why we closed up on these because it's not very. It's not the best. Right. That's where he went. Okay. Single-minded thief or thieves, he, she, it, they. We don't know. Point is, thieves had one thing on their mind, this safe. Matt, can we get a little closer? Closer on this safe, just zoom yeah. in? Yeah. Uh, can you get me in a little closer? than closer? this? Okay, hold on, let me, just, let me just type this in. Hold on, okay. Yeah, Matt, I'm trying to really make a point to these people. Yeah. I'm gonna check if you get in closer. It's closer than this? Yeah. Okay, let me just, hold on. Actually, yeah, can you pull back a little bit more? A oh, little bit, yes. yes. Okay, okay that's what I wanted right. all on. Yes, okay. Oh, sorry, for. well, we had that earlier. So, this we see, scene of the crime. The safe. Now, hold on. I, I have two questions. Yes. Uh, first of all, I noticed uh, just just earlier in the video that it fell out of a woman's handbag. That mm -hmm. clock looks really big. How did that fit in a woman's handbag? Well, like in the video? That's apparently you don't know, but okay. most of this audience, I'm sure, does. That was in the 30s. Right. In the 30s, as most of you know, women were much larger. Okay. They were 13 or 14 feet tall really? on average. Okay, yes. And as such, their handbags proportionally larger. Oh, well now the drawing and, and so the video makes sense together. Thank you for, okay. Uh, I have a second question. Uh, earlier, the other one, the, uh, the the funny guy over there. The kind he, of foppish. Well, why? Because he was wearing a hat? I mean, well, just, I mean, it just... It's a driving guy. Well, just, at least he dressed up for the occasion. The or person. his t-shirt doesn't really seem like you're respecting the crowd. So... Anywho. He said... Yes. The clock had been stolen. Yes. I see it there. Great question. Okay, thank you. If this clock had actually been stolen, this is a priceless, legendary, cursed clock. Bevel Turnkey wasn't stupid. A cage would have fallen. Lasers would have fired. Piranhas would have come out. It's not even water. No water, just piranhas flopping. Just flopping. It's distracting. It's distressing. Yeah. No one wants to see that, even a thief. No, what this diabolical thief or thieves or it or whatever it could have been a monkey is what we're saying could have probably been a monkey or a, a vampire, vampire angels, angels whatever kind of books you like reading race cars could they, have been they probably uh, yeah, are guilty absolutely the vampire race car scraped the numbers off one by one leaving us with a clock now, I love that, by the way. If we could actually all do that, because that was great. If we could all just kind of like disinterestedly murmur not the title like of this book. Really not even it. like you're into it or excited. Just we are going to cry. Like it's, a student, it's kind of like, it's kind of like uh, April of your senior year. <laughs> On three. One, two, three. I'm glad we did that. In bookstores now. Yeah. Um, all right. Point is, numbers gone, scraped off. Let's keep on. All right, uh, here we go. Let's go. Here we go. Let's move. We, okay, so who did who it? Who did it? Wait, wow, sorry, look at this criminal lineup. What we see here are the tenants of Turnkey Towers. Possible victims. Possible witnesses. Possible suspects. Let's, uh, can we take, take me, let's, 
Put me on this guy. All right, let me just zoom. Oh, is that actually a guy at all? Is it Mac? It's a woman. It's, it's a actually woman. a female clown. Women can be clowns, too. That's just a good message. <laughs> <laughs> it's going sad. So there she is. Here, here, let's take a look at her. You see everything's all fun and games in here. It's like a, it's a regular carnival midway until you see her crippling addiction to sugary foods. Cotton candy, gumballs, everything. Just jonesing for the next fix. You'll do anything to pay for that candy. That's a motive. Oh, thank you very much. Keep on. Ida Mayfield, a pack rat, yeah, a hoarder. Right, right, you yeah. may have seen cable television. Absolutely, I've seen those. I've seen those commercials. It looks crazy. So we see that she's got a hamper full of snakes, a drawer full of snakes, a hamper full of fruit. She's got a breakfast nook full of donuts, a closet full of missiles, and perhaps a spice rack full of emeralds. That's a place to put the emeralds. That's another, another, a lot of people don't know, you know, motive, opportunity, third one, place to put the stuff is one of the classic and things when you're being a detective. This, she's on. Let's yep. do just one. Okay, here we go. Oh, Amber and Jamie Calkin, kids. Professionally. Oh. It's oh. a full-time job, am I right? Hey, thank you. Hey. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, they, they're just living by themselves. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a dreamland of childhood. But how quickly that dream turns into a nightmare of squalor. Because there's nobody's taking out the garbage, you know? Just take it out. Yeah, it's not, that's not like anything to do with the emeralds or anything. Just, just a message. Just take out the garbage. Wednesdays. Right? Yeah, let's do it. Just put it on the curb. All right. Not that hard. Where are the emerald numbers? I was just wondering. That's a great question. Terrific and, question. and uh, you know, the truth is we don't know. We know they're in the ground somewhere. We don't know where. Uh, we do know that the numbers, however, are somewhere in the United States of America. So let's take a look. This is the United States of America, okay? And, and I just want to make clear these question marks don't correspond to the locations of any actual numbers. We just put them on there because we thought it looked cool. Also, the numbers aren't that big. I mean, we didn't. It's not like a number would just like straddle the border of states, you know? It's really, we, don't, we didn't have that much money. Uh, but uh, they, they could be near numbers. I don't know, Eli. You know, maybe we should tell people how to find them. The only way to find oh. these, no, and we practice this, okay. numbers is to really solve the puzzles very well and rush fast to where they are located and also then dig probably with the shovel and then you get super rich <laughs> yeah i oh, thank you everybody thank you i am glad that there well you the only if you feel like it Again. i'm glad we practiced that because <laughs> yeah. that could have been weird and like embarrassing so, i know absolutely so so let's you know what let's take a look let's just go in on a couple of these floors and really get in there here's general clobber duck he's a hunter now what he's done is, is he stocked his own apartment with live games so he can just kind of go hunt in his living room or or, or bathroom, and and he just does that every day. Um, now, Eli, would you could you sure sure could you zoom in on this right area on okay, right here? Let me, let me I just got JavaScript this. Yep, absolutely. Yes. All right. Now, what do you see there, Eli? What, what what's going on? Well, I see. I'm just gonna be like I'm a human like the rest of you guys just in the crowd yeah, it's a normal absolutely just I'm that you look like it because you're just wearing that orange shirt just like just a like human just being walked in off the just street like a regular relatable person yeah, right like, kind of like a <laughs> not trying too hard absolutely else. yeah um, <laughs> 
Could you go up and point for me, though? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let me just do that for you. I'm looking at that hammock. Right here, this hammock. That seems particularly interesting. And I'm looking at the curvaceousness, the yeah, curvature. Yeah, I see that. Absolutely. And I'm thinking that was a large man who slept in that okay. hammock. Probably about four, 450 pounds. Yep. Especially pronounced buttocks. Okay. I'm going to find that man. Right. I'm going to get to know him. Yeah. Not just as a 450-pound man with pronounced buttocks, but as a person. Like that movie Shallow How. Much like that movie Shallow Nef How. Put that in the Netflix queue, by the way, guys. That's that a is a good... Oh, mysteries. man. Absolutely. <laughs> get to know him. Yeah, yeah. Learn about him. Okay. Maybe love him a little. Right. Yeah. Wait for him to fall asleep. Okay. Steal the emeralds. All right. I like that. That is everybody. That is a great example of a terrible puzzle-solving strategy. It's it's too complicated. It's just weird. You're not. We didn't. You don't have to do that. You're you're like working on on solving puzzles. You went you went too far. You made it too more far, complicated, complicated than it is. So all right, let's try. Let maybe zoom in on a different area. Simpler. Oh, okay. This is all right. Simple. What do you think? Go for it. Okay. My theory. Yeah. Just looking at that sure. whole thing. Yes. My theory is snake. Snake. So is it just like you think it's like under the snake? Yeah. I think okay. It's. Okay. Okay. So that's also the just this is good. I'm glad you. This is a lot of people think like this is like where's Waldo of emeralds and you're looking in the pictures for like green things that's not you're not looking in the pictures you're trying to solve a puzzle so nothing you're, the emeralds aren't hidden in the picture and then nothing's under that snake under a snake so then. just like you would go lift up a snake because you see a, you see a picture of a snake and you look under a snake so that's so that's too easy that's too, too easy. simple yes have you ever looked for an emerald under a snake no i've never done that it's quite difficult okay well maybe maybe you and you i just need to agree to disagree to agree okay, okay. To disagree. Let's take a look at this. One more. All right. Anybody in the audience have any theories about this area? Let's just let's just open this up to you guys because I'm sure somebody here is, is just bursting, bursting. It with feels like a theories. relatively bursty crowd. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of Pus-filled <laughs> audience just waiting to go. Well. All right. Well. Yeah, you know what? Uh, it's already been solved. This yeah, almost out of the ground. Guess what? Some doofuses in Florida have an emerald now, and yeah. you don't, because they cared enough to solve it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. However, this area was not important to the no, actual solution, so... But it was nearby. Yeah, absolutely. Let's um, go to some key strategies. Yeah, absolutely. Let's take a... Let's take a well, uh, first, I think maybe we're going to see some pictures, aren't we? Is there... Click the next slide. Oh, those yeah. pictures. Ooh. <laughs> So that's the three yeah. right there. It's very lovely. Those are emeralds, real emeralds on there. This was found in Washington State by a computer programmer. Yep. All right. Here we go. Oh, there's a four right yeah. there with a lovely compass. Sure, right. sure. Where sure. was that found? That was like? found in rural Virginia. Really? By a medical students. Oh, my goodness. I hope she didn't take any time away from studying for to take that emerald. She did. Okay, yeah. so don't. Those if you see a doctor with a four, do not let her operate on you. <laughs> And oh, the 11. This the is the first one that was found. This was actually found in California on the Interstate 5. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Could have been you guys. Yeah. Which is not to say that you can't because there are three numbers still out there in the ground and we want to tell you what you need to go dig this up. So here's some treasure hunting supplies that you should, you should definitely, Loud. first of all, invest in that, the clock without a face. Just a, a great read, a great coffee table book, and also the key to solving this. So you're going to need that. You're also, yeah. No, I mean, you can't tell the players by the scorecard. This book is essentially the case files of <laughs> case. 
<laughs> can't tell the players without a it's score card. A sports analogy. I didn't get that one. Any sports fans here? You're also going to need a pen <laughs> or pencil <laughs> and a uh, piece of paper uh -huh. so you can write down your theories, just various, uh, various thoughts. Uh, also, a magnifying glass because some of the pictures are quite small. Uh, also, it just looks cool. He's like, who's that detective with that magnifying glass? He's looking all right. <laughs> a nice, cool driving cap. Ooh, a shovel. A shovel. Yeah. This is this a particularly is a, nice yeah. one. This one's good for your kind of your scooping and your looser soils. Right, absolutely. Uh, reinforced handle, oak stock, uh, steel joinery. Now, this next one is a shovel that I like. This yeah. is, uh, this oh, is yeah. a good one because I actually I drive a red Vespa everywhere I go. And so I, yeah, I like to just put that shovel and it matches my Vespa and I just kind of magnifying glass kind of in my eye like a monocle and everybody's like, look at that guy. He's basically the coolest dude in the Bay Area. Absolutely. Uh, but you know what? Just because a shovel is red doesn't mean it's good. Just an example. Yeah. That man or woman won't be finding treasure anytime <laughs> soon. And also, I don't know if anybody wants to, I would just like to bet anybody just $5 that this picture was taken in England. <laughs> As you know it was. Next up, what is that? Yep. Anti-venom. Why? The snake. Okay. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> it's uh, so... So 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 let's talk right now with this picture of the, of a snake being milked because that that is a sign that we've reached the end of our slides. Just want to tell you, um, you know, first of all, uh, the, you know, the, there are there are numbers in the ground right now just waiting for you, and uh, we think everybody here has a good shot of getting them. Not everybody. That's mathematically impossible. But but we want to give you a, a special clue. We've been conducting interrogations. Right, interrogation constant. This one didn't go too great. No, this um, was actually maybe not a great clue. And uh, you know, we were talking to him, and he just said, um, "I believe, we, you know, we were there was some. Well, this was not. It was getting a little rough. It was. It was I. He said. <laughs> it was. You know, there's been a lot of talk about enhanced interrogation techniques and things like that. So we were trying. I don't know. Anybody heard of waterboarding? A lot yeah. Of people so you guys, a lot of people, a lot of people reading the news. Good. That's good. Anybody heard of pudding boarding? <laughs> well, it's it's a little bit. Anyway, this is what this guy said to us. The answers turn out, and then a float of pudding, and, and that's hard, difficult know. to talk with, so, but delicious. That was Doctor. <laughs> that Pete that interrogation and, reached um, a delicious conclusion. The point is, yes, all the evidence you need is in this book. There's more information coming out all the time. Not very useful. We have a website. If you just Google the title of this book, The Clock Without a Face, you'll come to our website. We post uh, just, you know, as, as numbers are found, those are on there, which floors have been solved. Please send us stories of your successful or unsuccessful treasure hunts. We like posting both of them. And uh, we put clues as they become available, usually on Tuesdays. Um, and yeah, don't do it. Either. And uh, yeah, so 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 again, just I wish you good luck. Get your shovel oiled. I don't know if you need to oil the shovel. Oh, it's good to have a very okay. So oil that shovel. thing up and uh -huh. uh, and get out there. Right uh, and and we'll be here uh, to sign to sign books. Or to chat. Or to chat. If anybody has any questions for us right now, don't force we'll be happy it, to take it. Don't make a big deal about it. Yeah. Anybody have any questions? Okay, right here. Okay, yes, yes. Wait, get this on the podcast. I'm going to get this. Let's get you on the podcast. I believe Come on unless what's, it's on what's a podcast, your name? it didn't even happen. What's your name? Uh, my name's Rishi. And have you ever been on a podcast before? I 
Maybe. Uh, well, <laughs> let's make this a little faster because this is for the podcast. Uh, so my question is, is there any chance that things have changed since when whoever buried the numbers... The criminals in the story. And now us trying to find them. Like, for example, is it possible that a rest area in Delaware, which was not under construction, is now under construction? That's a great, that's a great question. I don't know. I've never been to Delaware. I don't know anything about it. Here's an entirely, definitely true thing. The emeralds are in the world. Things in the world are constantly happening. There could be a uh, large Olympic complex built on top of one of these emeralds, and neither these criminals nor our boss, Gus Twintig, nor us ourselves would have anything we could do about it. Yeah, if something were under construction or something were going wrong, that's certainly a place we wouldn't recommend going. We don't want anybody to get arrested uh, while they're looking for these things. You know, some, some, some bad places to, to try to dig up emeralds. Uh, I would say NASA headquarters. Cemeteries. Cemeteries, which a lot of people actually wanted to do. Which is not to say there's not a lot of emeralds. Disney there. resorts. Uh, also, they're very strict. Your angry neighbor's yard. Uh, some good places. Your own yard. Especially if you've seen like, guys who look like us in there with, with well-oiled shovels. Uh, <laughs> or you see some marks where it looked like there's some drippings from an oiled... Shovel. Yeah. Have a distinctive stain. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, those would be. Whatever you find when you dig is yours. And this is and this is why this is true too. Like it's always. I think it's always a good idea to dig a hole. When in doubt, dig a hole. That's what I always say. Might be an emerald. And and because a lot of people do come up to me and they're like, hey, great presentation by the way. Loved the jokes. Hat looked cool. Yeah. And uh, but you know what? You know, I I run a successful pizzeria. It's very mm -hmm. busy. We seat over 450 people. Just dinner time. That's a weeknight. Got a new chicken, a white chicken pizza. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a white pizza. Pizza Bianca. No sauce is what that means. Time but the barbecue chicken, uh -huh. which is kind of a sauce. But I, it's technically so no, it's a dry anyway. I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this guy who owns this pizza store. He's like, I'm busy. I I like the book. I don't want to solve these clues. What should I do? I would just dig a hole. You know, we got a lot of people here tonight. I think if we just divided up the country, there are three of them out there. That's a lot. I mean, just by just by probability. If you guys kind of took California, here is here's the South over here. You there in the in the white shirt with the with the hair, the hair just going out gloriously. If you raise your hand, so you would be Maine, sir. Okay, and you just get up there and you dig holes. I figure. 45 minutes. Somebody gets right, an emerald. Uh, I mean, with traffic, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, and a half. <laughs> totally. Any other questions? Answer the question. So the point is, yeah. these are, if we weren't clear, real emeralds, really buried. There's in the real ground. And, and I, would, I would say this too. We are confident that the three emeralds that remain are findable. Oh, of course. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, you got to believe that or else why I live. Yeah, I mean, well, though, technically, technically all 12 are so findable. One is in an 18-year-old girl's handbag. We know she carries it with her at all times. She's in the Midwest. So you could just go there and get That's that probably one. the easiest place to get an emerald right. because... That's digging or shoveling. Yeah, go, go, go see uh, Predators vs. Aliens this weekend. Going to reach under there. Point is, no fine print. There's no rules. There's no tricks. I hope there were. Here's the thing, too. This book, this book, a lot of kids are working on this book, you know, and, and, and we have a kid right here tonight. Thank you very much. This is, this is our target audience, our favorite people. You guys are all adults. You probably can run faster than a lot of kids, we're just saying, too. So that's, that's the competition. I'm not looking at this yeah. crowd. This no, I think I, this crowd, this, is this more kid like is. a segue group, I think. <laughs> I think that's right. Are there any other questions, or should we just nip it in the old bud? But it is. All right. We'll be around. Thanks to Skylight Absolutely. for having us. And it's thank you story. all for coming. Now, can I just, one more thing. And this isn't for the podcast, but just, just uh, down here, there's a great organization called 826LA. 
and uh, it's it, it, they're they're fantastic. They do free writing instruction for kids. There's a there's a location in Venice and there's a location in Echo Park. Um, and every day after school, kids come and get tutoring, help with writing, workshops. We send volunteers into schools. Uh, we're having a, a fundraiser that's, that's coming up. And uh, it's actually a spelling bee for cheaters, where, where teams are going to spell, but they also, if they raise money, uh, they're able to pay for the ability to look in the dictionary or to just make up a word. Uh, and we actually have, uh, we have two team members here tonight. This is Julius. And this is Bonnie. And then we have another team member here. They're wearing, well, most of them are wearing uh, 826LA t-shirts, except Bonnie is not. And then, by the way, this isn't Bonnie right here. Uh, but but uh, if, if you would like to make a donation and just hand them $5, which they will put in their pocket, or you put in that bucket. There we go. He brought a bucket. I told him to bring a bucket, and he bought a trash can. Yes. If you'd like to support the cause, and you don't have money right now, we have this handy-dandy sign-up. There you go. And you just sign up to pledge, and, and then 826LA will email you three times a week for the rest of your life. So why not do that is my question. Who wouldn't want to do that? All right. Uh, so, so there it is. Thank you very much. Please give generously, but, it, but also buy our books, too. <laughs> Try to do both. All right. Thank you. You've been listening to the Skylight Books author reading series. Don't forget that you can check out this and all of our great podcasts at skylightbooks.com. Today's music was provided by Ashling and Arlo. You can check them out at MySpace or Facebook or at the iTunes Music Store. Thank you for stopping by, and we hope to see you soon.